Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is in the tent next door. We got the air. Plus, we got a little, I put a little space heater down there. It was cool in there today. Well, and I really appreciate the scent you put in. I believe it's vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, uh, a candle. That that candle's been in my office for about well, eight years. Well, no, you shouldn't. Don't tell me that. i got to blow it out. I can't have a candle in here with oxygen. <laughs> no, I You're trying to kill me? We're not running them both at the same time. <laughs> Thank one goodness. Of the, one of the other. <laughs> so did you go to the protest yesterday? I did not. We saw some good pictures. Uh, some of our f- listeners sent us photographs of it, and uh, uh, so one of them comes with a little editorial comment here today that they got, they just couldn't spread out as much as you might want to, so they weren't able to observe social Because distancing. of where they were placed. They were told right. they had to be at a certain area, and one of our writers thinks that orders came down on high to compact them into that area so that they couldn't possibly maintain social distancing. Mm. Well, and somebody posted on our Facebook page pictures of uh, uh, some nearby people encouraging all the people at the rally not to be there, encouraging them to, you know, go away. So, because, um, you know, the potential for helping to spread the pandemic. So we got a broad discussion underway in the U.S. So we are going to invite you to participate in that conversation today. We have open phones all the way through. No scheduled guest at 830, as we do on a few days uh, lately. So uh, we got some invites out there. We got uh, State House member Linda Schlegel-Culver and uh, Senator Toomey, all their people have said, yes, we'll try to get you him to call, them to call in, him or her, to call in at that particular time. And a couple of other folks are kind of in the on the list, the short list of folks that we've asked to check in, sort of that, I'm going to call it the VIP segment at the beginning of the show. But now it is open phones for the next 90 minutes, so we invite you to check in. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would like you to know that online vehicle sales start very shortly, and when they do, you can do what a lot of people have already done. Let's go to sunburymotors.com, look at the inventory of brand new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln cars and trucks, then say, oh, I'd like to do some business with Jason over at the Lincoln dealership, Jeff over at the Ford dealership, Kyle Alexander's down there, our good announcers there, and Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealership, and they are just super serving their customers, ready to go online. They're doing a live chat with folks, making sure that folks know what they want. And it won't be like the state store where you call all day and get a busy signal. Oh, is that did that happen? I haven't heard that. Okay. Well, in any event, yeah, they got the Fords, the Hyundai's, Kia, and you don't have to buy a new car just because you're online. Maybe you see a Ford F-150 that's uh, two years old, that's in perfect condition with just a couple thousand miles. Uh, that's going to be the vehicle for you. Uh, my Ford Ranger's down there. If I don't pick it up soon, it's going to be placed over on the used lot. But it's ready to go as a six-foot bed, sunroof, and power rear window, every accoutrement, anti-collision activities on it, very slight lift kit, and it's a gorgeous-looking truck. So uh, that can be purchased online right out from underneath me. And please, yeah, if you see that truck and you want to go right ahead. Uh, I think you should get it because you're not parking the one you've got very well out here in our parking lot. Uh, every day I come in and you're at a 45-degree angle. Well, 
Well, it's dark out there at the time. So, um, yeah. Well, plus, you're the only car out there. So yeah, I know. You could use that assist to help you park the car. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, park my truck cockeyed. So, well, I she asked, succeeded admirably, let me tell you. I, last, I asked Alexa yesterday if I was still alive, and she said, I can't answer that. So, But we're going to hope. But anyway, okay. It's so when she answers, I'm not sure that you've got to worry. <laughs> yeah. She said something about my pulse ox, pulse, pulse box, or pulse ox, pulse ox, which is what the oxygen level in your blood. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know how she would know that. I guess you can put your thumb on her and she'll tell you tell you what that is. So anyway, okay. SunburyMotors.com. They would just love to do business with you. Check your pulse and uh, get your pulse ox detected, and uh, they'll help you out at the Sunbury Motor Company online. All right, henceforth, 90 minutes worth of open phones. Call us immediately, 1-800-795-9565. What was the best thing that happened to you in the past 24 hours? Call and let us know. What's the most (laughs) irritating thing that you've seen around here in the past 24 hours? Call and let us know, 1-800-795-9565. We have the governor yesterday took uh, sort of three definitive actions, uh, staying the stay-at-home order at least until May 8th, uh, opening up construction on May 8th, so your independent contractor and your big contractors and your Zartmans of the world and your Rosses will be able to get going again. And uh, we also saw yesterday he signed the bill that would allow online notary and online automobile sales can start now. So uh, you've been able to do it for years, but now you it's the only way to do it. Well, now we're getting all these arguments about, um, you know, opening up the protest yesterday, the big protest that either had, I guess it fell far short of the number of people they were anticipating because yesterday morning the news story said up to 10,000 people were expected. The Harrisburg Patriot, or Penn Live, uh, I saw two different stories. One said around 700 people. The other said maybe 1,000. And looking at the size of the crowd there in the picture that where they're all jammed together on the, the street right on 3rd Street in the front of the Capitol, it easily could be maybe a 1,000 people in that photo. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, this particular photograph comes with a, a, a lengthy caption in huge font. So well, it says social distancing rant. They limited us to one-fifth of the Capitol steps. One one-fifth of the available area. They forced us into that situation by blocking off the upper four-fifths, and I wouldn't be surprised if that instruction was intentional and premeditated and came down from high up on from someone who disagreed with our cause and wanted us to look bad. Right, so they wouldn't be able to do social distancing even if they so chose to. We'll, well it'd be hard picture. when they put you in that place. I wouldn't see why they couldn't have let them go up uh, up to the steps. No, up on that spread plaza, out. Be, they, they would have been able to stay six feet apart if they so chose at that stage. So they exercised their right of peaceable assembly, which there were certainly no reports I heard or saw of any disruptions other than the fact that a large crowd of people in front of the Capitol tends to create a traffic problem on 3rd Street in Harrisburg. <laughs> well, but tra- traffic's almost non-existent of regular traffic anyway. Right, so there's no real issue there. Um, but I don't think it changed anything, do you? I mean, I think the people who were opposed to opening up are still opposed to opening up, including the governor and the people who want to open up 
still feel the same way. Well, maybe the governor uh, advanced his timetable a little bit. You know, he's so quiet about everything he's doing that uh, he doesn't talk to legislators or anybody, as you heard John Gordner say yesterday. It is possible that he timed yesterday's announcement uh, with this uh, the stay-at-home order until May 8th, so he didn't lift that, but he did say that that's now the new extension. Now, it could go beyond that, but at least uh, he did take that action. Online auto salespeople have been pushing that. He signed the bill. So uh, I, I'm not sure that the protest didn't do anything. I think it probably did help. And certainly, you know, if you feel strongly about something, as you know when you've advocated for radar down in Harrisburg in various ways, if you feel strongly about something, it feels perfectly natural to be standing up for those beliefs. Well, and there's no harm in that. I mean, that's the American way. I have no problem with anybody, well, I, any group getting together to protest one way or the other. You're certainly allowed to do that in this country as long as you remain peaceable. But here, I think a lot of the, the counter-demonstrators who came out in violation of the stay-at-home order to protest the people who came down to protest the stay-at-home order. I, think, I find that ironic. I think protesting is essential, so I think that is essential travel. Well, all right. If you, if you, <laughs> We probably could disagree. Suppose I cho- choose to go out and drive around aimlessly to protest the governor's uh, stay-at-home order or don't drive any more than you need to order. Would you, would you support me in that? Yes, and your fuel will be cheaper, too, because of the... Uh, crashing economy. Right. Well, that's... And did you see Elizia Ocasio-Cortez posted how thrilled she was to see the mm-hmm. uh, oil prices crash, and then she... I guess her staff finally talked some sense into her. She deleted that tweet. What's wrong with her being happy about that? Oh, just because of the reason behind Well, it. the economy's crashing, and so she's happy because it might be something that benefits her Green New Deal. <laughs> well, we are being greener. I mean, we're, we're spewing out less carbon dioxide, so that's good. Uh, although the, the president is using this opportunity to relax a lot of environmental laws. Now, uh, half of it affects businesses that are idle anyway, but when they ramp back up, they'll have uh, fewer restrictions, so that's not ideal. But that's his prerogative. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Stan, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning. Oh, that rally was a good time yesterday. Oh, did you go down? Good for you. Oh, yeah, I was there. We what? were there early. What's your crowd right estimate? There in the first year. What's your crowd estimate if you uh, add in the vehicles circling? Uh, yeah, they were circling all right. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know how to estimate crowds. But okay. there, uh, there was at least 1,000, okay? From what I could see, you know, we were on the first tier of the steps. We were at the one side. And, you know, when we got there, we got there early, so there wasn't that many people there, but then it slowly built, built, and built. But I didn't see what was going down the street in front of the Capitol steps. I I couldn't see down there because I was down at the bottom. So I have no idea. It was crowded right there at the, you know, the entrance to that street, but how far down that stretch, I don't know. Okay. But there, there, yeah, as far as the vehicles, yeah, there's vehicles running all over the place, (laughs) you know, honking their horns, making lots of noise. Motorcycles were there. You know, it was a great time. So yeah, good I mean, for you. you know the governor, but the governor he didn't know anything was going on. You know that's that's you know <laughs> he was in York. Statement. He did not. He, he was in York. He did supposedly go to Harrisburg. Oh, did he go to Harrisburg? Okay, yeah. you said yesterday he was in York. That's where I thought he was going to be. I, I was just assuming because he's been uh, touting his stay-at-home nature. So did anybody come out and speak to you? Anybody yeah, from the administration? Representatives that did. No, from the administration. Did anybody from the no, governor's no. office come out? No, not from the administration. Just from the you know the House representatives. I don't know if there's any senators. I don't recall. Uh, I missed the one. <laughs> the one lady got booed off the podium. I guess she uh, she came out. I think she was a representative, but she was a nurse, and she comes out. And I guess she started. I didn't hear. It. I wasn't. I had stepped away for a little while. Uh, 
but I was told that she came out and said she was really disappointed she didn't see the, anybody wearing masks or, or social distancing, <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd booed her off the stage. <laughs> you think that was wise? <laughs> <laughs> what, for her to say that or, or no social distancing? Well, I mean, you know, people getting on the fact that the governor's staff standing behind him at the press conferences are standing shoulder to shoulder and none of them wearing masks. So, I mean, even if you wanted to protest opening up, don't you think it would have been a good idea to still wear the masks and try and maintain the six-foot distance? Yeah, they're, well, it's hard to maintain the distance. But, the, I mean, as far as the masks, there was people wearing them and there was people not wearing them. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, personal choice. Isn't that what we're told? We have personal choice in certain things? Well, we like to think so, but apparently any anymore well. you don't. <laughs> I know. That's part of the reason everybody was there. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, they were protesting that. You know, their, their choice. You know, that the governor allows abortions, but, you know, you don't, you know, people have a choice to get an abortion, but they don't have a choice whether or not they want to wear a mask or not. So... You know, that's part of it. And, you know, people, are, people aren't working. That was the big deal. I mean, nobody, you know, there, I, we were talking to a woman there. She's, she works from over in Bethlehem. She works three jobs. None of them are working. She's not, and she hasn't gotten any unemployment. She's been out of work for, she said, six weeks. I don't know, six weeks, I don't know, maybe she got kicked out earlier from whatever she was doing. She does something in the beauty industry, you know, the, and she didn't say what the other two jobs were. She has her own shop, but she works for two other people. She can't do any of it. She's not getting any money for one employment, not getting any money. She's got two kids trying to raise. You know, how, how's that How's that work? How, what was the you know? dilemma? Could she not get through to the system because of these backlogs, or she's not eligible? Uh, part, of, part of the reason was she said she got her PIN number, which is what you need to get into the system to file. But she had uh, they needed to send her a financial determination form, which she filled out because she has her own shop. And now she's waiting. She said, you know, the paper says it could take up to six weeks. So in the meantime, she's sitting there with nothing, you know, mm-hmm. dipping into her savings, trying to get by. She sent her one daughter over to her mother in Jersey, which, you know, Jersey isn't the safest place either, but that's where she sent her. because you know, That's out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and that's her, that's her great. You know, she can't work. She just, you know, there's no way for her to work, you know, it, legally, legally. You know, it's pretty bad when you got to be legally to work. Well, you look at what's going on down south with the Georgia governor opening up the state. Restaurants are going to be allowed to open as of Monday. Other things are opening up. Bowling alleys, gyms, uh, things There's like that are opening up tomorrow. Never closed. Well, that's true. But, I mean, they I have mean, – don't you think there should be some corollary between the number of cases and the amount of freedom that we get back? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't have a problem. Okay, down in Philly – I don't know what the numbers are out in Pittsburgh. I know Philly and, and the Pocono areas and up Luzerne County is pretty hard hit. All right? So we need to take care of that. need to, you know, do what you need to do to protect yourself. But out in the middle of the state where there's, you know, what, more more deer than people? <laughs> yeah. well, why? Why? You know, why? Why are we doing what we're doing? You know, you're putting people out of work. You know, construction workers, they can't work right now. I'm thinking construction workers aren't hugging each other while they're on the job. They're doing their job. They're at least six to ten feet apart in everything they're doing. Well, so some, what's, what's the reason? You can take precautions. Some Love places, masks. though, Billy, okay, some, uh, make them wear them. They'll wear them. Stan, some places did get authorization to start up construction again. I believe Evan's um, major project up there got a permission to continue, but there's uh-huh. all sorts of safeguards in place that weren't there before. Right, uh, a little political connection. I know a guy that does excavating okay he was given a waiver to do about three different jobs 
my dad has my dad and brother had the farm. He had to do some work there. And there was another place he was doing some work in, help out with the ta- township. That's the only thing he can do. So his hmm. stuff's sitting. But he's a one-man operation. He drives a truck. He runs the excavator. Who's he going to infect if he gets it? Who's going to infect him? He's by himself. Okay. All right, Stan. You know, that, this stuff makes no sense to me. All right, we got a caller waiting. I'll give you one more second to wrap up. Oh, Allegheny County, incidentally, has 1,042 cases, which is less than, than Luzerne County. So, right. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they're smarter out there in Pittsburgh. Ask them, they'll tell you. Well, that must that must be true because they have 1,000 cases. Berks County has almost 2,000. Bucks right. County, no, almost yeah. 2,000. Montgomery County is 3,000, so... Well, and, and the reason I think the eastern part of the PA is hit so hard hits because a lot of people from eastern PA work in New Jersey and New York. Gotcha. So, you know, where the heavy areas were hit, they brought it back with them. I'm Unknowingly. To... You can't blame them. I, you know, I don't blame them. They unknowingly brought it back. It's the way it is. I'm going up to... It's like catching the flu. I'm going up to Sullivan County. They only have one case. Hey, we got to hit the next caller. Thank you so much, Stan. Thank, have a good day. Thanks, thanks for exercising your free speech rights yesterday. Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome, and good morning. Good morning. I uh, was over yesterday. I was down to Harrisburg yesterday, and got a little horse yelling out the window. <laughs> it looked like a, like a Trump rally to me. I mean, there was a lot of Trump signs. And then what I was saying about the uh, people worried about us losing our liberties and uh, the tyranny that's going on, uh, you know, just with the unfairness, how everything is so confusing, which way to go. I was on the phone with the contractor this morning, and one of the brothers can work, but the other brother, his wife is a nurse, so he's stuck at home with the kids. And they've been trying to get a waiver forever and being held up. And their guys, um, they're paying their guys for a month, but now they just extended it again. So he's not sure if he's going to have enough money to go on out through the rest of it to be eligible for the loan, the payday, paycheck loan. Well, yeah, there, and, and there's a thousand stories like that right around here. I mean, I don't know many people who I, I count as friends, but I know one who's a contractor, and he's been idle. You know, he did finally, uh, the uh, situation uh, evolved uh, last week, I guess Friday, where he could start to apply as an independent contractor, which he did start that to process. And, of course, he'll be able to start up again on May 8th, along with some other things. So, uh, you know, he gets to spend time with the wife and kids and do some fishing, but uh, that doesn't uh, pay the mortgage or anything like that. So it's it, there's a thousand stories just like the ones you tell where, you know, people are really hurt by this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And when I was driving around yesterday, I made like three passes, and then I was going to go by again. Uh, by the steps where everybody was standing and they stopped the traffic in the line I was at and completely dead. Nobody moved for at least 30, 35 minutes and I made my way to a side street and came back home. But they they stopped the traffic completely and it was lined up for miles people trying to get in <laughs> and on the other side of the street the street everybody was going up and down in front of the Capitol there was no cars coming. So I just assumed that they stopped them from coming onto that 
side of the street coming down it, and then they stopped our side of the street completely. It just sat there for 45 minutes. Well, that's Third Street in Harrisburg, and they maybe they um, maybe the police are trying to make sure that they keep the other routes open. Second Street is one way north, and Front Street's one way south, and Third Street's two ways. So I guess they have a little little more flexibility with that street than they do the others. Jammed up. Everything was jammed up. I I was thinking the best thing would have really got their attention was everybody do what they did and just sit there and stop because they they weren't really. Uh, Sending anybody out to talk to anybody, uh, no representatives from the governor, no, you know, I mean, it was organized, but the uh, the representation of the governor's staff was not there at all. All right. Thank you so much uh, for checking in now. Thanks for using your First Amendment rights yesterday. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to take a quickie break. We've got a caller standing by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got a caller probably going to help fill out the top of the hour. Good morning, Than. Thanks for checking in today. Hey, good morning, and I hope everybody is being safe. I get a kick out of Stan, who has a real ability to laugh at this situation, which in some ways is kind of funny, but on the other hand, a little more serious when I am right next to being an octogenarian. And like Joe, a septuagenarian, I'm not sure we feel comfortable with people yelling out of cars, spitting out of cars, basically, when you yell, uh, or standing close together. Well, you weren't anywhere I'm near afraid. that. What are you worried about? Yeah, well, and you're the, always the big advocate for protest and how it's an American way of doing things. Why, yes, of course. In fact, let's just run over children as we go to a protest. Uh, they're so wonderful, and we who worry about our health are so bad. Uh, Joe, what I'm worried about is people don't pay attention to science, I'm afraid. And I don't understand why people don't listen to the scientists or my dog, who's got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> but then the scientists are telling you what things you need to do to stay safe. Obviously, if yeah. they had their way, we'd all be in a cocoon until this was done or in a hermetically sealed chamber. No, if the, if the scientists had their way, there would be somebody making sure we're getting tests with enough reagents and enough bottles and enough test kits, and that's not happening. Whose fault Just is that? Every hospital in... <laughs> Every city where they are coming in needing uh, thousands and thousands of tests 
and they get 1,000. But nobody ordered years ago thinking, gee, I better, there's a pandemic coming, I better order 10,000 swabs because I might need them someday. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Cancel the agency. Oh, he didn't. Now, there's another lie. He didn't cancel the agency. The head of it retired. Wait a minute. The head of it retired. I'm saying you call me one when you say that, but you know darn well that the president. I never called you. The president didn't disband. The president didn't disband the group. The the head of it quit, and then the the others were reassigned. That's what happened. We, uh, he didn't throw yes, them out. Of course, there's no way at all that our president could have reestablished that group and made sure we were ready. This guy, I'm afraid, is not at all ready to manage. Well, he, his steak company went bad. His wine company went <laughs> bad. He actually lost the casino to bankruptcy. And you think he's doing a good job. And still the American people elected him president. Gee, isn't that odd? No, they didn't. No, the uh, Electoral College elected him president. The American people elected someone else. No, not true. You, you, now, you, you always tell me about the Constitution saying, I don't understand it. You don't understand it. He was elected All by right. the people of the country. However, my statement is correct. The people voted by three million votes. And that would have been Philadelphia and New York City. What's that? That would be Philadelphia and New York City. They accounted for that margin. I understand what you're saying. They accounted for that margin of votes. I see. And is there a problem with that? Yes, because we have a very big country in two counties, and uh, New York and Philadelphia shouldn't determine the election. That's why our forefathers created the college, the Electoral College. I understand why they why they uh, did it, and I also understand there may be a time to put it away, <laughs> and it might be that time now. So let's scrap the Constitution because I got a president I don't like. There's a there's the American <laughs> well, way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Joe. You're always saying that it's not a president I don't like. Yes, it it's is. It's a president I don't trust. <laughs> Thanks well, if you trusted him, you'd like him, right? But you don't like him, so you don't trust him. All right, we oh, got it. great. That's a great political argument. Thank you for allowing me to get in an idea. You're welcome. This is WKOK Sunday. Always happy to help you, Than. Take care, buddy. Amen. Well said. Thank you so much. This is WKOK Sunbury. He was right, you know. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. we got open phones right now, four open lines, so call us immediately. We would just love to hear from you. Call us 1-800-795-9565. we got a text standing by. we got some emails standing by, but we'd like to light up the phone lines if you'd like to talk about the governor's stay-at-home order extended to May 8th. Talk about the protest yesterday in Harrisburg. Uh, thousands of uh, people involved 
involved in standing on the steps and circling the Capitol, uh, making sure that their strong viewpoints were known. Uh, maybe you're in the majority of folks who say, well, this we're going to listen to science for a little while longer and uh, stay hunkered down, even though we're in a rural area with, with very little COVID-19, but uh, we're going to keep doing that anyway. Uh, maybe you're one of the business owners significantly hampered and hurt by this, uh, but the, loan, the phones are open to everybody. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, that's where you can buy vehicles online now. So please check it out and uh, click uh, that you want one of those uh, vehicles that's for sale online. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. First, some news headlines. Perhaps some of the best news that's been announced since the COVID-19 pandemic in Pennsylvania for the first time uh, in weeks. Fewer than a 1,000 daily new cases were reported in Pennsylvania. In its daily update Monday, State Department of Health says only 948 additional cases have been confirmed. Uh, That does push Pennsylvania above 33,000. Only seven new cases reported in the valley and surrounding areas. Much bigger numbers. Columbia County with 208 cases and seven deaths. Dauphin County, 386 cases and nine deaths. Lycoming County, considered a rural county, just 40 cases. Juniata County, rural, of course, 72 cases. Schuylkill County, uh, 267 cases and five deaths. Statewide, Pennsylvania has over 1,200 deaths confirmed. Pens, or don't check that Bucknell University says it is working with Union County to house returning Lewisburg Penitentiary staff who were sent to COVID-contaminated New York City and Ohio prisons. Union County Commissioner Stacy Richards says the county EMA coordinator Michelle Dietrich are working with federal penitentiary staff to quarantine about a half a dozen guards for 14 days after they got back from Ohio. About three dozen or two dozen rather will be there eventually when the New York contingent comes back. So far, none have tested positive for COVID-19. In Sunbury City, the council, they met online last evening and talked about three properties that are potentially ideal for a police department. Brad Hare is the police department chief. We have two buildings, the, the Edison School and then the Chester Street Warehouse, where there's a second floor. And part of the reason we want to leave this building at 440 Market Street is because we have three floors. The building is not being utilized to what it should be, and the cost to renovate it is much more than what we really need. I'm the chief of police, but I'm also a taxpayer of the city. So I do look at it down the road because if you go back and look at all of the studies that were done over the years, they also said we should be either in a one-floor building or, or that's what they, what they recommended back then, and that was over 10 years ago. Uh, the existing police station on Market Street deteriorating. Council says they'll be making a decision soon. As we've been discussing, flag-waving protesters, more than a 1,000, some with masks, some without, uh, some social distancing, some not able to, uh, were in Harrisburg yesterday to call Governor Tom Wolf out on his stay-at-home shutdown and the shutdown of businesses it deemed non-essential. Uh, 1.5 million unemployed Pennsylvanians, they want back to work. Other protesters 
drove around the block, horns blaring. Kevin DePaulos, a salesman from York Spring, who expects to lose 40% of his income this year, said he was rallying to end this nonsense, unquote, adding that it should be up to local leaders, at least at the county level, to decide whether it's safe for businesses to reopen. The governor yesterday says that May 8th is a key date for a partial reopening of some construction jobs and other aspects. In the coming days, we will build on the standards I outlined last Friday and discuss how Pennsylvania plans to move forward with a measured region by region and a sectoral approach, business by business, all starting on May 8th. And the governor said that the stay-at-home order is continued until May 8th. On May 8th, construction businesses can start again. Uh, He immediately opened online auto sales and signed the bill to allow uh, online notary services uh, to continue. Finally, Georgia's governor, now this is the state of Georgia, has announced plans to restart the state's economy like a light switch before the end of the week, saying many businesses that closed to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus could reopen as early as Friday. The governor in neighboring Tennessee planned to let businesses in most of his state to begin reopening as soon as next week. Georgia's timetable, one of the most aggressive in the nation, would allow gyms, hair salons, bowling alleys, and tattoo parlors to reopen if and only if owners follow strict social distancing and hygiene requirements. Elective medical procedures can also resume. By Monday, movie theaters may resume selling tickets, and restaurants limited to takeout orders could return to a limited dine-in service. Such a swift reopening runs counter to the advice of many experts, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's top authority on infectious diseases, who warned again yesterday that resuming business too soon risked a fresh spike in infection. No, tat- no disrespect of the tattoo industry, but I don't think that they need to be open as quickly as the bowling alleys <laughs> and the gyms. But <laughs> well, Why not, says the man with no tattoos. Uh, who bowls Absol- and ab- goes to the gym. <laughs> absolutely no dog in this fight. I gotcha. As long as you can buy guns and beer, I'm going to be happy. So. Well, it's, it's, you can buy the beer at the grocery store, but it, the beer distributors, they haven't been allowed to open, have they? Uh, yeah, distributors are open. Are they? Are yeah. they open? Okay. They, well, they sell water and snacks and pickles. and Water, snacks, and pickles. <laughs> well, they, they got the... <laughs> Just what I want to go with my beer. <laughs> well, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in beautiful downtown Sunbury. Sells pickles? Uh, you, oh, oh, my gosh. Can't, do you not listen to the Steve Jones show? <laughs> no, I don't. The pickle bar is second to none. All right. Well, I'm going to have to get to the pickle bar. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right. We've got a ton of emails and texts. We're going to read those on the radio, but callers come first, which means Billy uh, budges up to the front of the line, <laughs> which he never actually does in real life. Uh, good morning, Billy. Thank you so much for calling in. You are on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. I just wanted to kind of key off on the, the last discussion there between Than and Joe. I, it's irritating to me when folks speak of science as if it's monolithic, as if it has a voice, and the, and the, the and science ever tells us anything. There are facts in science. There's the scientific method. There are scientists who did, who interpret those facts, but science doesn't say things. And uh, I think that's really illustrative of some of the things that we've seen, not only in the COVID-19 crisis, but in, in the history of our, in the recent history of our world. I mean, supposedly 100% of scientists agreed that the that we had man-made global warming or, you know, that the Earth was going to end by a certain date if we didn't change our ways. Science constantly is supposedly telling us these things, 
But when we actually look at the facts, we see that scientists are constantly adapting. They're viewing the facts. They're viewing the natural world and, and its processes. They're coming to various conclusions. They're testing their hypotheses. And, you know, eventually, yeah, they, they, they come to what they believe are the facts, and then sometimes those change. We've seen that in the coronavirus cases. We've seen that in, in, in the government's reactions to those and how different countries have reacted in different ways. And, of course, quote, science has spoken and said that these countries that didn't lock down or these states that didn't lock down were doomed. And we've seen over the course of time that actually that wasn't the case either. So science doesn't speak in a monolithic way, and scientists sometimes, scientists, sometimes have to have their hypotheses and their theories corrected. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we need to be adaptive and promote freedom during this crisis rather than basically enforcing the views of the, quote, experts on the populace. What should we do, Billy? If, if, if uh, I'm going to make you king again and ask you to reiterate what maybe some ideal actions might have been related to the pandemic? Well, I certainly think getting government out of the way and, and, and getting red tape out of the way was the number one thing. Secondly, for, uh, being a conduit for information and making sure uh, that good information was out there and that, people, that voices were heard and not squelched. Uh, enhancing communication in terms of what people are seeing on the ground in localities and states that, you know, one of the missions of the CDC and ultimately the WHO, uh, getting all of that information sorted out and making sure it's distributed widely. I think that's what that's that's what the main purpose of government should have been during this, and and also doing what the Constitution gives the government to do. Its main purpose, and that is to preserve the rights of the governed. But don't and, you think uh, that trying to that. trying to be fair about this, and and I, I see where you're coming from, and I tend to agree with you more than I do with the governor. But you start out with everything, and you say these are recommendations, and people don't follow them. At some point, you've got to take stronger action to at least drive the point home that this is stuff that's probably going to save lives. And I don't even think you would argue with me with me that if I said that what we've done has saved lives. It's taken away some of our freedom, and I'd like to get it back, just like you would. But I can't argue the fact that it probably saved some people's lives. Well, actually, I would say I'm not sure. I would say the jury's still out. It, everyone who is involved in, in taking all these measures, of course, wants to believe that everything they have done has saved lives. But correlation does not equal causation. It, that we have to leave that up to science as well and in an emergency unfortunately we have to leave it up to science after the fact to determine whether or not which of the things we actually did had an impact but i can tell you from an from a medical perspective that there's a lot of times we do things that we think are going to have an impact uh, even with germs for instance and and science has shown that ultimately those things really have very little to no impact so just like the idea of masks should we have had Walk a sh no stay-at-home order would have been advisable in your view, or maybe a stay-at-home recommendation? What would what would your view be on that? Yeah, I think stay-at-home recommendation would have been fine, and and I don't even have necessarily a real problem with the government providing some sort of a backstop for those who 
who were negatively impacted by this in the same way they would in some sort of a disaster scenario in terms of, you know, their wages and that kind of thing. But I mean, we have a governor yesterday who, when when called upon to say, what happens when my workers don't want to come back to work because they're making more on minimum wage? His response was, well, you should wait, raise your wages. <laughs> I, I figured that was going to irritate a lot of people. <laughs> as a business owner, I can tell you right now, I'm not even, you know, everyone under twenty nine thirty an hour, at least hypothetically, by the way the system is written right now, are making more on unemployment. I'm a services business. I don't. My company doesn't even make twenty nine thirty an hour for our services. So there's no way I can pay an employee more than than the market will bear for a service. Yeah, and all you have to do is have one of your workers say, "Oh, it's not safe. I, I don't feel comfortable." <laughs> That's a, it's a terrible situation. Yeah, I think the six hundred dollars helps a lot of people, but it puts the unemployment wage above for the paid wage, as you pointed out to us so appropriately two weeks ago. Billy, if I can, can I ask you this question: If they open up in Georgia and then it leads to a spike in the number of cases there, would you rethink your position? Well, I think it probably will lead to a to a number of a, a spike of cases. I think any state that opens up, I, I can't say this definitively, scientifically, but I would say my gut instinct, based on what I know, is that any state that opens up in any measure is likely to see some sort of a spike. But I think it's important to remember that our our whole concept of this has changed. Three weeks ago, we were we were flattening the curve, and by and when we said flattening the curve, what we meant was not overwhelming the hospital systems. Now we've demonstrated that at least outside of the big cities, the hospital systems will not be overwhelmed. And so, you know, the whole idea, again, of flattening the curve three weeks ago was realizing that we're all going to get this eventually, or most of us will. We need to protect the vulnerable and not overwhelm the hospital system. So it's now it's just a question of do we allow a few people to get this from now till for the for the next 18 months at the same time we've killed our economy or do we go ahead and see that second spike based on the knowledge we now have while we're isolating the vulnerable that wish to be isolated yeah we're hiding from the virus so what good does that do really kills the businesses all right well keep in touch billy i really appreciate you checking in your input has been ultra valuable lately and so we're very glad for that so thanks for bringing that uh, great voice uh, and exercising your first amendment rights i appreciate that sir thank you thanks bill you're welcome eric last caller before a quickie break good morning sir you're on the mark Morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So, so Billy, Billy wants to quote uh, that, this, that the science isn't important, but then he throws out things such as inevitable that we all get it. Here's the facts. The facts are that New York State, New York City specifically, has had thousands upon thousands of people infected and people dying. Pennsylvania going in early and taking the steps the governor has stated has had hundreds hundreds instead of thousands while we sit right next to each other with somewhat comparable populations. So, okay, so we say there's no correlation between the two. I say uh, as a, uh, a son of two elderly folks with health conditions here in central Pennsylvania, let's, let's err on the side of uh, safety for a little bit longer and get through this. Uh, Billy didn't say that science should be ignored. What he said was that science is constantly evolving, and things we are told one day may not be the case the next day. 
But then he also said that he, he says it's inevitable that we all get this. Is it inevitable we all get this? We have the flu every year, but we know that at Bates, there's flu season. If we I get through I, this and to take the proper precautions, we'll get through this, I believe, uh, this, this COVID-19 season. Now, we may have to deal with it again come next fall, as we do the flu every year. Right, I think but it was, let, let's 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 keep the steps in place. Let's follow the governor's advice and keep and protection. And people people say, oh well, we'll we'll just sequester away the old people, and you know, and <laughs> so some some older folks don't have don't have people to you know go shop when they have to go out and shop. Well, but Eric, it's not advice when you're ordered to do it, right? <laughs> And you just said follow the governor's advice. The governor has ordered us to do this. It's not his advice. The governor's orders, exactly. He gave us advice initially. (laughs) Well, it's advice, but, I mean, let's face it. uh, We haven't seen people, you know, uh, being arrested on the street for not wearing masks and that type of thing. That may be next. No, but you can't go in a store. Well, it may be, but, again, to to say that there's no science involved or that, that, that apparently can be no science involved in this, compare what we have here in Pennsylvania, what we've done, compared to what's going on in New York and New York City. And, and, and his thing, well, because it only happens in cities, it can't happen in the, country, in the country area, with our transportation system and so many people coming through here you know, on our major routes, don't tell me it can't be you know, re- redone here. I mean, it can. But we've told people not to drive. That's right. part of the order. Part of the order is that, don't that, drive. Is, is, is Pennsylvania pulling, pulling over out-of-state uh, out-of-state vehicles, well, I think Delaware was thinking about doing Some no. Some places were talking about it. I don't know whether they did or not. Yeah, but I think people wanted it, but I don't think the government I, I think, it. you know, I, I don't agree with everything Billy said, although I do agree with most of what he said. But, I mean, th- this is a fine line here between keeping people safe and me assuming, I saying I want to assume a certain amount of risk that you're not willing to accept, and why should my rights to accept less protection than you accept stop me from living my life? Hmm. At what point during this crisis, though, until we begin to emerge from this crisis, do we not continue to err on the side of caution? I think we err on the side of caution with respect to the most vulnerable groups. And I think that if we, if I were the governor and I were opening up the state, I would say, all right, if you're healthy, if you know, if you get tested, you don't have it, you want to go to work, and your employer wants we don't to have employ testing for everybody, though. Well. But, I mean, even just, if you just check your temperature, make sure that you're – and, you know, I think you're your own best judge as to whether or not you're sick. Yeah, but you can't tell for two weeks. If, if I came in and said, you look sick, Mark, what would you do? You'd go home and check your temperature. I'd know you're feeling fine. <laughs> you're feeling fine. But you can't tell. You I mean you have it inertly for two weeks or so until it finally manifests itself. So you could be a silent spreader, Joe. You just don't know it. All right, okay. Eric, go ahead and go wrap ahead, up. Eric, We've got to kind of move on, but go ahead. Well, I believe what the governor is proposing by a, a, a slow rollout uh, based upon the date of what the 8th of May is a good idea, and we need to hunker down until then and then pray prayerfully, hopefully, that uh, we'll be able to go forward from that point. Do you think, do you think Georgia will have um, cause to regret their decision? I do, and my son lives in just north of Atlanta. I'm very concerned for them. I really do. Okay. Um, that, and then, then what happens? What happens when the second wave hits? Then to order people back, back into their homes again, is, is that, I mean, is that a good idea? Or, or do we just ignore it the second time and say, oh, well, this is what's going to happen to let people die? Yeah, and tr- transfer your critically ill to other states. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank really you, Tom. Pre- I appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate the call. Taking a quickie break. We got one line occupied, and we got some emails and texts. We'll read those in a moment. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone uh, Talk Show on the Mark. Mark Lawrence here. Mr. Joe is uh, diametrically opposed to me in every way. Not ever. Not on all things. No, I guess so. I'm, Just I'm on the things that really count. I'm an objective <laughs> observer through all this stuff. Right. Let's uh, hit some emails real quick. Okay. Doug says, why does the left keep insisting the answer to this is more testing? If we would test the entire country, do we keep testing the negative people over and over again until they finally test positive? <laughs> the test for antibodies would be more beneficial. As the study in California is showing hundreds of thousands have already been exposed, meaning the death rate will keep going down exponentially, I guess he means. Uh, Many have been saying this virus has been here for months already. If this is true, this would be great news, wouldn't it? We've got to open our economy back up. That's from Doug. I think the death rate will go down expediently. Expediently? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, telling someone that they just said is a lie is opinion. One may consider that being called a liar if the shoe fits. It's not the same as being called things like Fat Donnie. <laughs> Than. Oh, okay. That's aimed at Than. <laughs> uh, let's see. Get rid of that. Okay. Can and you read uh, that? That's yeah, she ignored font. our request to use a larger font, I see. <laughs> I didn't see this most uh, irritating thing in the local area, but I heard about it. An elderly man wanted to go in and buy some hamburger buns at a local grocery store, and the clerk would not allow him in without a mask. Understandable. But a lady inside the store with a mask wanted to help him, and the clerk said no. The lady inside did not want him to come in. She was just going to get the burger buns for him and was told, no, this is why this is not working, and thank you, Governor Wolf, for extending it three weeks. I would rather have seen him do it week by week, not three weeks out. <laughs> this is the modern-day version of kids having someone go into a liquor store for them. You can't buy buns for somebody. <laughs> why not? They're bootleg buns. They're I guess for, that clerk taught him a lesson. They're for sale now. And, all right. Well, you want to do one more? Or? All right. One more quick one. This is from Dave on the Hill. He says, I don't know if anybody told you there's a map by county of cases and deaths put out by Johns Hopkins University to get it on coronavirus slash hu.edu slash us dot map or slash map. Zero deaths in Northumberland County so far. P.S. A salute to all the railroad workers keeping the freight trains running. Yep, good for them. Yeah, we know there's no deaths in Northumberland County. There's only one death in the valley. That is in Snyder County. I think there's seven.
seven deaths in Columbia County, but uh, uh, none in Snyder Union or Thumbland Montour. Snyder has one, I'm sorry. All right, Dale, thanks for being patient. You're on the mark. Go right ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, it's pretty ironic how uh, this coronavirus comes up when nobody was buying global warming, so nobody was really buying into that. So only way to bring the, the plant back to health is basically locking everybody down and look for a certain antibody in, in the flu where the antibody has a new name and uh, everybody focuses on that and locks down. But, you know, I... I just say it's probably good for the planet, but I, I still don't buy it. I mean, the, the state government don't trust the federal government, okay? And saying they're not opening it up because they're not getting this and that. So <clears throat> Fox and CNN wants me to believe the federal government when the states don't believe the federal government. So, <clears throat> I mean, you, you, if you look at it, this is this is just a mess. They can't get their stores straight, not one of them, <laughs> local, state, or they can't. I mean, really, if you stand back and look at the situation, <clears throat> Basically, why don't they just come out and tell the truth? Hey, let's let's get the planet back. I mean, nobody's buying that, but that's what I say. But and then another thing for small business owners: if they don't get their uh, stimulus uh, relief, the small business owners, your local government and your state government failed you. So you have the right to claim exemption for five years if they don't give you. Because right now, all this money's going to uh, they call, they're claiming local governments is businesses. I don't think they're. We don't elect businesses. I'm sorry. I, I, that don't make sense to me. I, how, how's local government businesses? Can you tell me that? Stude. Oh, very astute. Oh, <laughs> huh? doesn't, doesn't make sense to me either, Dale. Yeah, you, you can't be <laughs> going to borrow money on the taxpayer's dime and funding small government. That? that sounds like something from Trump and the Democrats. Well, that's a world of I cheese. Trump and the Democrats. Everybody's seeing, everybody's seeing now that Trump is a true-blood Democrat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think Nancy Pelosi's quite caught on to that fact yet, Dale. You better give her a call yeah, and tell well, her. It's all psychological, but let me tell you something. Trump's been a Democrat, and he ran this country into the ground like I told you he was. Only way he was creating jobs was, was subsidized government jobs, and everybody knows that. Well, that's so, the wisest now, thing ever. Well, not everybody now, does know that, Dale. I hate to argue with you, but no, but not everybody knows that. Well, then now that the Fed's going to be giving uh, one-third of the money for state governments, so let's see them t- tighten up their belts now, because they're going to have to trim a lot of pork. They're only getting a third of the uh, money they were, so we'll see. Okay. They've been warned five years five years in a row. They've been warned. Now it's time to pay pay dirt. All right. They better well, not pay uh, blue-collar workers either. That's the that's, pay the pay dirt. Time's up, brother. The world of cheese is melting. And Thank when you so much. And when you're in it, you got to pay the pay dirt. Right. Okay. Stand by, Ron. We will be right back. You're going right on the radio. Ron and minutes. John are hanging on. Minutes. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Ron, you are on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks, guys. Good morning. Just a you know, quick comment on the on the virus, and then I, I had a quick comment on the programming at WKOK. Um, as far as the virus goes, I, I think we're doing a great job. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of our government to mobilize so quickly, get aid out there, and you know, we're asked to stay home and limit contact. It's not much to ask. I think the economic um, impact is getting to be much to ask, and it's time to open up. But um, there's no perfect in this. I think the governor's done a good job, and the president's done a fabulous job at um, keeping people safe. I think we'll look back and we'll see that, you know, as many people died so far as the last flu season and about half as many uh, as the um, flu season two years ago, and maybe we'll get on a track where, we can handle subsequent flu seasons without shutting down the economy. Maybe we wear masks and social distance a little bit, but uh, maybe we'll get a, um, a vaccine or some type of treatment or testing or something that will allow us to do this without the economy shutting down. But I, I think we'll come through this better in the end. Um, I My other comment was about <clears throat> your programming. Um, you know, we're at a time when we're bombarded with so much news. So no matter which channel you turn on, there's just tons of information coming in, but not much going out. Um, your program gives a voice to a people at the time when I think they need it most. Um, I'm not sure why we have Dan Patrick at 10 o'clock um, <laughs> without any sports. So I vote that we extend you guys at least another hour so that the people can be heard because um, it's been a tremendous outlet. I, I enjoy the program a lot. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yep, we, we fill it up. Well, thank you. Uh, we have to carry all of the Dan Patrick show, uh, <laughs> technically, or at least air his commercials. Besides, how would you know about Meet Friday if you didn't listen to Dan Patrick or you wouldn't get to interview any of the nicest models in the U.S. or but, anything? You know, Ron brings up a great point. Uh, we get the flu shot. We're urged to get the flu shot every year. And then we find out halfway through the flu season that they found out it's really not effective against this strain of flu. Right and so it kills lots of people. So, But we still get the flu shot, and we still go on, and we don't shut down the economy. I think that's a great point, Ron. What's well, hedging your bets? Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about risk. All right, Ron, any additional thoughts? Thanks for the kind words. Yeah, we thought about extending the show, but at Joe's advanced stage, it would be very difficult for him to do that. Well, so. and you got to keep buying new oxygen tanks for me. Well, over here. that's true. We're on the third <laughs> one. But anyway, thank you, Ron. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Appreciate thank you. that. Appreciate your calling. Uh, that takes us to John. John. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I just have a couple comments on, uh, well, questions of the things Wolf is going to open up. You know, he he wants to open up the liquor stores, okay? Can that's state revenue, and I but he wants to open up car dealerships. Well, for online sales, they're not open per se. Is that necessary, really? Car dealerships. You know, it just makes me wonder whose pocket he's in, you know? <laughs> the lottery never shut down. Who buys lottery tickets? Well, whose pocket Older do you think? Let me ask you this. Whose pocket do you think he is in? Who do you think he's uh, in? Oh, obviously, some card, somebody donated to Wolf's campaign. 
I don't know what dealership, be well, it Osprey Alexander or some a, big dealership. Because if you ever notice duck. the size of these dealerships, they got a lot of money and there's a lot at stake for them. But John, don't you think so, it's unfair that you know a car dealer can't sell cars, but car rental companies nobody are cons- can nobody can sell anything. But Everybody's car, closed. But car rental like, companies. What about a dog groomer? Wait a second. Car, uh, why, how, why is a dog groomer closed? Car, are we going to give the Corona? Just, just a second. Car rental companies are allowed to be open. Truck rental companies are allowed to be open. Trailer companies are allowed to be open. Rental companies are allowed to be open. So to say to a car dealer that, you know, you provide an essential service, transportation for people who are trying to get to work or trying to get to hospitals or doctor's appointments or whatever, they provide a serious and important service. Okay. And so do a lot of other people. You know, I, I just I think you, you got to open up. You can't let this close down forever. This is crazy. There's a lot of people hurting. Car dealerships have a lot of money. They can they can weather the storm a little more than the little guy. You know what? Why is the dog groomer closed? Well, you know who are they? Well, that's, hurt? I guess it's not you know, considered essential. But barber yeah. shops are closed too, and I would think having you know a decent appearance is at least somewhat important. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I just I, I'm questioning what, the the things he wants to open. Right. You know, you could open a lot more stuff and be a lot, and people could be safe. You know, I mean, you could drop your dog. Just for instance, you could drop your dog off and not even come in contact with the person. That's Mail true. Mail him a check if you had to. That's true. But it's just, you know. Well, I think I, just, you know, I think car dealers are point. open because you can do it online. You know, you can if you you can drive by Lowe's sometime. The the lot's packed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just you know people are going out. Well, they that's, don't care. The, uh, now you're encapsulating really what the gov- the governor's uh, waiver program's ma- massive failing is the unfairness associated with this. You know, you're big- Walmart, grocery stores. Right. You know, they're all they're mobbed. It's just you know. Yeah, but they made it, they made accommodations to them. Yesterday, I went to a grocery store, and you weren't allowed to get in line at a single register. You had to stand in a common line, and you got the next available register. And they had the this floor is six taped weeks off after the fact. Well, they had directional signs pointing, you know, up this aisle, down that one. So, you know, it's it's like being very regimented right now. But I mean, but we're six weeks into this. We're almost out of it, and they're just implementing these things. Well, now. you're right. I mean, that's a, that's a good point, because up to this, if they were important now, why weren't they important six weeks ago right. or five weeks ago? And we were told not to wear masks, if you remember, a few weeks back. Well, Masks I think will be, do more harm than good, they say. But that's because it's an evolving science. We, we know a lot more about the virus today than we did yesterday. We're going to yeah. know more tomorrow than we did today. We didn't think masks were helpful, and it turns out that they are, and so they've asked people to do it. In fact, oh, you're, making man, Billy, you're making Billy's point from earlier. What, that we don't know <laughs> That science about doesn't speak, that they change how they feel based on what they're looking at and what they're seeing now. Well, they're doing more <laughs> research into this, too. I mean, I, their opinions may change, as Billy aptly pointed out, but I think they're finding out more about it. That's why they call it a novel virus, because it's new. They don't know how it behaves. They don't know, you know, a lot of people think it might go away, like the flu can't live in the summer, and plus we're not as close together in the summer. But on the other hand, in California and Texas, where it's hot, they got the virus just as badly as everybody else. So being True. warm doesn't seem to do True. anything. All right. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, Thanks for John. checking in. Call again. Appreciate it. Take care. Joe, read every word in front of you. All right. Um, one of our texters says, how does one prove whether all the actions taken with COVID-19 have or haven't prevented people from getting the virus? Another one says, people on unemployment that refuse to return to work when work is finally available will lose their unemployment compensation. Yes, right now I make more on unemployment than working, but that can't and shouldn't last. 
Another one says, laughing out loud, Than doesn't like protesters or protests that he doesn't agree with. <laughs> there was no test for this virus before January, so please, Than, tell us how we are all going to accurately test for that. Than is an anti-constitutionalist, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mike Bolig says, uh, good cabin fever morning. My full-time job is at a small factory that has 80% of its work in April and through September. We all work at individual workstations. We have gloves and masks, but we were denied a waiver. It, it, uh, it were, if, if it were if closed it. much longer, it won't make a difference. We'll be out of business. Our competitors are building down south and shipping right through Pennsylvania to our customers in Connecticut. We must be able to work or get ready for a long unemployment extension. Now, there is a great point. Yep. You know, there is a great point. If, and again, the field isn't level, and that's state by state. And they all fought the president when he said that he had the right to determine when they opened and when they didn't. But, you know, this individual states are creating some difficulties for us. And if we lose jobs in Pennsylvania because states that are opened are stealing customers from our businesses, that is a serious problem. Well, and I, a lot of people make us a very wide point that in a rural area you can afford to have more limited openings of things. Uh, For example, Sullivan County with their one positive test case certainly and they have limited interaction with the outside world, I think they should be able to open something in Sullivan County. Yeah. Another uh, Union County resident says, it would be interesting to know if there has been a high number of store employees with the virus. It seems that these employees who are in constant contact with the public, especially before the masking mandate, should have a higher than average incident rate. It would be a non-scientific way to tell if the virus is indeed that contagious by just talking with people or touching items others have touched. Good point. Yeah, excellent point. And we, we've heard about a few cases among store employees, but not that many. Uh, I was a little bit surprised Friday when Dr. J. Wan Ru of Geisinger said there have been 84 people in their system who have tested positive for the coronavirus. But these 84 people contracted it uh, for the most part. Most of them got it outside of the hospital system when they did whatever limited tracing was available. They could say that most contracted it outside the hospital system. And 84 workers had, what, 20-some thousand employees? That's not a bad number. I mean, it's certainly a low percentage. All right, we got a caller standing by. We're going to do Bobby. We're going to do the Bobbies, and then we're going to have to take a break. So we'll start at the top. Uh, Bob, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Uh, Yes, um, uh, good morning, everyone. And once again, thank you for hanging in there and doing what you do at WKOK. Uh, One thing I wanted to point out, like, you know, from this valley, uh, Susquehanna Valley, and as far as not just the coronavirus, but anything else that comes along the line, with the humidity and I'm going to say the weather conditions uh, have a lot to do with, uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, keeping things uh, like with humidity and respiratory problems and all that versus, uh, because I worked at the um, uh, mountaintop at the TV transmitters and I could look down to Berwick, I mean, down that way, and it was sunny on the mountain where we were, but the whole river valley was in fog. So, I mean, that's something else, you know, to consider, not just here, but, you know, kind of of, of the reason something is spread of the weather conditions. Well, yeah, we have a uh, high humidity uh, yes. condition around here, as opposed to Texas and California, where maybe maybe they don't have as much humidity. I don't know. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Well said. Appreciate that. we got I, one more Bob, and then we're going to take the break. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. I guess I'm Bob 2.0. Yes, right. you are. <laughs> um, 
I just wanted to say, you know, yesterday I had to do some grocery shopping, so I went to Walmart because I just wanted to see um, with the new things that were in effect. And, and uh, I, was, I was shocked at the Walmart that I happened to go to. Um, they had somebody at the door who did not stop anyone. If they didn't have a mask, they didn't question them. <laughs> and I probably saw 20% of the people in there walking around without masks. Now, I've been wearing a mask for a couple of weeks, not because somebody told me to, just because it was sensible, I thought, in my mind, to, you know, at least try to cover up when I'm around people and things like that. Um, but, yeah, probably 20% of the people, no one was being stopped. There was no line. There was not, no one regulating the number of people in the store. The parking lot was packed whole families in together I mean none of the rules were being followed and so again it goes back to the whole thing of if you're going to allow the big box stores like the Walmarts open who aren't following the rule because they would worry more about the dollar then you know why can't the mom and pop stores who could regulate the number of people coming in and um, whether or not they're wearing protective devices. I mean, quite honestly, the scariest thing I've heard is now the trend is that since we're not allowed to go to get our haircuts, is that people are saying we need to bring back the mullet. If there's any reason any reason why we well, need to please. open up barbershops who could allow just That's one it. person in at a time and could keep things clean in between. We need to open up barbershops and, and uh, hair salons. Yeah, show how desperate show how desperate we're getting in that regard. I bought one of those hair trimming kits, and my wife took the razor to me over the weekend, so I at least have, uh, you know, look a little normal. Well, it's the Groucho look. I like yeah. that. It's a nice I, mean, again, I was I headed for Larry David. Barbershops, beauty salons, you could really limit people and just tell everybody else, wait outside, and when you see, you know, the person come, you're the next one, you go in. And, you know, I mean, I don't... Again, small stores, I think, would be able to regulate things much better than these big box stores. And, I, you know, I don't want to blame that Walmart. Yeah. But, again, how do you control 300 people trying to come in at once? Yep. You know, they're not going to do it. They're, they want to make the money. And, and uh, this virus you're going to see is going to be a boom for big box stores and it's going to cripple small mom and pop stores all over this country. All right, we agree with you. you. That's a danger. That is certainly a danger. Hey, Thank you so much. Thanks, sir. Bob. Two point Call again. Appreciate that. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got caller standing by. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Oh, we got to apologize to Dan. We had a phone incident, and we cut off both of our callers. One is called back, but Dan didn't, but Van did. So Yeah, quirky. We lost all our callers at the same at time. One time. So, so right. Van, you're on well, the we mark. we got one ready. Van, you're on the mark. It might be the last caller of the day. Well, good morning. How are you guys doing? Hanging in. How about you? Oh, getting cabin fever. <laughs> Aren't we all? He's going to pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, this, the thing I've, I've been hearing a lot, people say about how they believe the science of the stuff behind this and the funny thing is the science behind it you can get it from two different perspectives like everything else there's always two different views but the thing that makes sense to me is the claim of how this is that you can have like be asymptomatic you know no no signs of COVID-19 you can actually have it and not know you have it and I don't know if anyone ever had the flu and didn't know they had the flu and one thing that makes sense that I heard is Dr. Shiva, again, the guy from Massachusetts, had said about the testing that they're doing right now, it, can, it picks up certain microbes and it will give a false positive test. Hmm. So that explains how you could have people so-called going around with this stuff and never showing any signs of having it. So it's a faulty test. Because I've never heard of anyone having, like, like the flu, well, not having them. When they're talking, primarily when they're t- talking about having COVID-19 and not knowing it, they're talking about the time from you first contract the virus until the symptoms start to show. And that could be, uh, depending upon which expert you believe, anywhere between four days and 19 days for an incubation period. Yeah, but, during yeah, all, hold on, also, hold on. During some of that incubation period, you are capable of spreading the disease to other people, even though you do not have any symptoms at all. It's generating in you, it's in your respiratory area, and you're, you can spread it to other people at that time. That's why you wear a mask. That's why people are wearing masks, because they may have it, they don't know it, and they could spread it to somebody else. Oh, well, now that you talked over me, I know this is a, an opinion program. When I call in, it seems like you go on a, a rant and just cut me off. You know, Thank can call in and go off like a madman, and that's okay. Oh, we put him but on hold. See, this is a discussion program. And then you can cut me off, and then you can talk, because it is your show, and I understand that. It's a discussion show, Van. Oh, wait, I cut you off well, because you refuse to listen. You well, like to go I on a rant for four minutes, and you won't listen. So we gently put people on hold while we finish a brief retort, and then put them back on the air, and that's where you are now. Okay, well, thank you. And the thing, too, that, and I agree with what you said there, but up to a point, because they also claim, along with that, that there's people that have this and never know they had it. Right. And the right, thing you that, can get it pretty mildly. The thing that makes sense to me is if this thing, like the flu, it doesn't just go away during the summer. What happens is people are out in the sun a whole lot more and get a vitamin D and are able to go use Whoops, we lost you, Van. No, nope, well, we're still there. Is he? Still open. Oh, well, 
No, I think his phone is cut. Your phone cut out on us. Van, call tomorrow and finish your thought. I'm sorry about that. Call back first thing. Sorry about sorry, this. Sorry, Van. Cell phone uh, digitalis. That wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't do it. I might have wished it. This is WKOK Sunbury.